0: Uh, who's heard this this year already? New year, new me. Has anyone seen or heard that this year? Has anyone thought that this year? Lots of runners. A lot of people started running in the last week. I, uh, it could just be because of algorithms on social media and maybe because I'm a bit out of shape at the moment, but I am seeing new year, new me everywhere uh, over the last week. Um, I've seen it on ads, I've seen it on social media, uh, and I've heard people kind of say it like uh, this year, but in previous years as well, this this saying, new year, new me. Well, at the start of a new year, who knows that's one of those kind of moments where we can use that to motivate us towards, you know, self-improvement, who knows, a lot of people set new health goals at the start of the year or, or maybe they want to start forming new habits. And so you, you kind of set a New Year's resolution or something. Maybe you, um, maybe you set goals to read more. I think I've seen a few people kind of say, this year I'm going to read more. Uh, or even you use the start of the year to leave some past behaviours behind. Use it as a bit of a landmark for that. Well, I've been looking myself at some different plans uh, and different formulas for this year already. In the last week, it's kind of consumed my mind a little bit. Uh, You know, like some of those are around, you know, health and fitness for myself. You know, I need to start looking after my body a little bit better. Did did someone say that's true? (laughs) What's that? Extra salt, yeah, no more extra salt on, need to eat less KFC. That's, you know, I say that every year. Um, But I hear that chicken's like good protein, is that right, Sam? So it's a balancing act. Um, (laughs) Also, like, I've been looking at how to develop new habits as well over the last... week. Has anyone else tried... Or started a new like Bible reading plan, or or done, is anyone doing that? Or restarted one that you've done previously? I um, I did say a couple of weeks ago that I'm going to try and do the shred for the for January, and I'm so far up to date. I started later, so I've done seven days worth. Uh, so reading the whole Bible in January, in the month of January. So it's a lot of chapters. The idea is that you, not just skim read, but you read quickly because we're looking at the overarching story of the Bible to start. So you. So here we go. Just went through Judges. Yeah, Judges is actually kind of fun to read through. If you, yeah. Anyway, uh, Anyway, looking at the plans, some of the plans and goals are are good and they're 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 good results for me. Some are complicated. Some seem impossible maybe to complete this year as much as I'd like to. And I've been also thinking as a church and praying and reading as a church, what what is this year going to hold for us as a church? And I've been trying to develop a plan for the year. We've, we've put dates in diaries and calendars and things. Um, and especially over the last couple of weeks, thinking about how we launch into a new year as a church. Um, And I've been getting excited thinking about the new. I think new year, you start thinking about what what can be new, a new plan, uh, a new year, new me, like I said before. Um, But in prayer and in reading scripture, and this is what I want to share with you this morning, I keep coming back to the same thing. It's the same thing probably to disappoint you a little bit, it's the same thing that we started last year with. I look back at my kind of preaching notes from the start of last year and I can't believe how similar the idea is. And I'll be honest, we'll probably look at the same thing at New Year next year as well. Uh, And it's not something that is a new idea. It's not something that is a complicated plan. It's not something that needs a complicated formula to kind of complete. I want to look quickly at Scripture together. We're going to look at at Matthew 4. And this is actually kind of the start of Jesus' ministry. He's just spent some time in the desert being tempted. And this is really the, the beginning of his ministry. So Matthew 4, starting at verse 18 to 22. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two older brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Can we, can we pray and then we'll just look at what this might mean for us this year? God, you are great. We, we've had a chance to worship you uh, in song together, but we want to keep worshiping you. We want to keep acknowledging how great, how good you are, God. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for a a new year. We thank you that Holy Spirit, you are at work and that you are at work in your church. We thank you for your invitation, Jesus. Uh, Be with us this morning as we explore your word. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, can I tell you the plan for this year for me is simple. This is for me personally, and that plan is follow Jesus. <laughs> Pretty simple, isn't it? Well, it sounds simple. Follow Jesus. I want to tell you as well, as a church, the plan this year is simple. Guess what it is? Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. It makes sense, right? Like I said, you know, the start of the new year is a is a good time to to get back on track sometimes. Um, But we're not going for a new plan or a new trend or a new word. We're we're going for a couple of thousand-year-old invite, which is to follow Jesus. I've learned a little bit about, um, over the last year, the context of this verse, which I knew as a kid it was always a bit weird that Jesus just walked by some fishermen and said, follow me, and they just left everything and followed Jesus. Getting notes, uh, these uh, feedback on my preaching, I think. (laughs) Um, Hurry it up, Dad, I think was the word. Uh, And I've learned a little bit about the context of Jesus' call to the the disciples and the call to follow him over this last year. You see, in Jewish culture... uh, a place of great honour and respect was to be a rabbi, a a teacher, a rabbi. It wasn't a a job that you had, it was a a standing you had in the community, that you had gone through study and that, that you were a teacher. And as a parent, what you wanted most for your child was for them to be a rabbi. It would be a great blessing to your family if, if one of your boys grew up to be a rabbi in Jewish culture. So children, they started studying at a very young age. So, so we're talking like four or five. Most Jewish children, including the girls as well, would actually start to learn scripture together. They would learn from a very early age and they would, they would start to memorize the Torah, the 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 scripture, the first five books of the Bible that we know was the Jewish scripture. Now, if the child could memorize that scripture well, if they could memorize it well, they would carry on with their study. They'd be tested on whether they could memorize scripture. They would, they'd undergo some pretty crazy tests where, you know, someone would read to them and they'd stop reading and the, the child would have to continue on. Can you imagine, hey, I've just read through the first five books of the Bible. To memorise those is beyond my comprehension. But, but, but kids, that's what they were taught, to consume Scripture, to memorise it, to be able to, to recall it. So, if the children could do that and they could pass the test, well, they were able to stay on studying. They'd continue on. And those who couldn't or or didn't quite pass the grade, well, they would just go return to the family and continue on learning the family business. They'd they'd be back at their home learning trades. Now, there were multiple stages of study after that. So, so there was kind of like, that was the base level. And if they passed that, well, they'd move on to the next stage. And the next stage got even more difficult. And there were five stages of study to be a rabbi after that, after that first one. Each one of those stages demanding more. And only including kind of the best of that grade or, or that, that level to the next. So, so some people would you know, get to like the second or third level of that, but then return back home and keep working for the family business. Are you with me so far? I'm making sense? I'm good. So to reach the end where they'd become a rabbi was actually at about 30 years of age, was actually the end of their study. And can I tell you, to reach that point of standing in Jewish culture, we are talking about the best of the best of the best, right? Now, I've had many conversations with young people in my life who think that they want to be in the NBA when they're older, all right? I've had a lot in youth ministry, you have conversations with plenty of 13, 14-year-old boys who are like, I'm making it to the NBA. And uh, for the first few years of youth ministry, I didn't want to shatter anyone's dreams, and so, what I'd do is you know play along, yeah, you know, if you practice hard you'll you'll make the m b a for sure, no worries, but uh, of course, I knew that it would probably never happen right do do we know that do we know how many people make the m b a every year? Does anybody know i was I was hoping maybe a Joel could tell me, but it's like it's like maybe 50 people every year make the NBA. And seriously, out of that 50, like hardly any of them get that much game time, right? Am I, I'm about right, aren't I? Not many people make the NBA. Yeah? Do you know anyone who's made the NBA? Hands up if you know anyone who's ever made the NBA. That's, oh, Trudy, you've ruined my whole thing. Trudy, knows someone who made the NBA? Oh, Josh Giddy. that's amazing, Josh Giddey, He's he's been playing alright recently, anyway, it ruins my point but, but no one knows anyone that's ever made the NBA right, okay. I'm so glad Trudy's here this morning but in the NBA it is it is literally the best of the best of the best but it's not even just that, it's Genetics plays a part in getting into the NBA. Careful, you have to be—you have to be tall. Like, like for a, for a six-foot person, which is you know you know reasonably tall for a man. It like even six foot is in, it's really really hard to make the standard of the NBA. Right? You agree? What I'm getting at is the best of the best of the best. Right? It's the same. To get through the whole study process to be a rabbi was kind of similar. It was really the absolute best. Do you get the point? Turn the person next to you, say the best. No. The best. Excellent. Got it. Now, if it, at some point during your study to be a rabbi... especially in that kind of like 20s area, like like further along in your study. If a a current rabbi saw that you had the potential to carry on their teaching and maybe be even greater than they were, the rabbi would ask you to be their disciple or, or Talmud by asking you this question. Or this invitation. They would say, follow me. So it was actually like an invitation from a rabbi to come and be their disciple. That invitation was, follow me. This student would then follow the rabbi wherever they went. They would learn from them. They would, they would learn to be like the rabbi, this, this disciple. So much so that it's um they it's said that they would even copy the walk of their rabbi. They they were with them all the time. They they wanted to be like them. They would they would copy the gate of like the rabbi's walk, which is that's how rabbis walk, I think. Like um <laughs> yeah, that's what I just did, I don't know. But they would they would even copy the rabbi's walk. It's said that Disciples would try and follow so close to their rabbi, wherever their rabbi went, that they would hope and they would count it a great privilege to be covered by the dust of their rabbi. That they would follow so close to his steps, to be so close to him, that they, they would hope to be covered by the dust that came off their rabbi's feet. So we look back at, at this story and we know that Jesus was called rabbi, that Jesus was called teacher by many. And actually, Scripture, the way it lines up, we, we hear at 12, which is, which is a big stage in the study, we hear Jesus start to give interpretation of Scripture in front of many. And we know that his ministry started at 30, which follows a typical rabbi's process. And we know that he was called rabbi. And we look at the calling of the disciples and we're faced with not a bizarre story of a man walking by the beach and telling them to follow him and they leave everything. But he calls these fishermen into what was familiar, a place of honour, a place of blessing for their families to come follow me. But who knows that if he's called fisherman, that actually fisherman means that these guys at some point dropped out of that study, right? That they were disqualified as disciples. Guys who have gone back to their family business, the the unqualified. And we looked last year, those who were around it, the unqualified that God calls. Who knows that that's good news for us this morning? Isn't it? Because I can tell you that I am not the best of the best of the best of the best. The same invite that Jesus gave his disciples I want to tell you this morning, he gives us today. And that invite from Jesus is follow me. This year, the, the message this morning is, is very simple and it's quick. This year, will you take up that invitation of Jesus? Will you learn from Jesus? Will you imitate Jesus in your life? Will you walk so close that you will be covered in the dust of Jesus? Do you love that picture? I love the picture of of the disciples following so close that, that you'd be covered in the dust of Jesus. That there would be something different about you, something noticeable about you because you follow Jesus. I want to tell you this morning that following Jesus isn't just an announcement about what we believe. Following Jesus is a demonstration of how we live. Do you understand that? It's not just about what we proclaim with our mouths, but it's also about how we live too. Can I share one one more bit of good news about this invitation as well? As a rabbi, you had a yoke, right? Have you heard that word, yoke? Not like an egg yoke, like a Y-O-K-E, yoke. Um, and that yoke as a rabbi was a set of teachings, a set of interpretations of Scripture uh, that you would learn from your rabbi uh, somewhere in your study. Does that make sense? So, so a yoke is the set of teachings of the rabbi that you follow. To learn and take on a yoke, the accepted teachings of a rabbi, it, it was complicated, right? It was, it was hard work. It took years and years of, of learning. But this morning, just like it was 2,000 years ago, Jesus says in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, and we'll have that, that up on the screen. Then Jesus said, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Who needs that already? That's, that's good news for us. Take my yoke upon you. Take my teachings, my interpretations upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Isn't that good news? I look at these new year, new me plans that I keep seeing around all the things that I wanna try and do. And I can tell you that I already feel burdened by those plans. (laughs) I do. But Jesus simply invites us to follow him just as we are, Not needing to be superstars, not needing to be the best of the best. And he tells us if we come to him and if we follow him, he will teach us. We will find rest because his yoke, his teaching is easy to bear and his burden is light. This morning, the question is who wants that this year? Who wants that for the rest of their life? I, uh, I want to pray and I want to invite you in the same way Jesus invited those guys, those fishermen at the side, side of, of the Sea of Galilee to simply follow him. We can make, we can make following Jesus really complicated, can't we? think we have to do things a certain way. We have to, you know, tick all these boxes. But Jesus simply invites us to follow Him. And if we follow Him, He will teach us. He will be with us. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It is good for us and we will find rest in Jesus. Am I making sense? He is the light. He is the way. Let's pray. God, you are good. We thank you for your invitation. That even us, that you would call us to follow you as teacher, as rabbi, but also as the son of God. We thank you that you know best that Your teaching is good for us, that Your teaching and Your way brings life and life to its fullest. We thank You that Your yoke is easy and that Your burden is light. God, I pray that we might have peace and that we might have rest because of Your teaching. Holy Spirit, we need You. We thank you that you are with us and that you help us to follow Jesus. Holy Spirit, direct our eyes on Jesus. May we learn more and more of his ways. May as we walk, that we might be covered in the dust of Jesus, that we might look different, that we might live differently. We pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. I am... I actually think that there's a response to an invitation, isn't there? Like an invitation is nice, but it, it only has power when there's a response to the invitation, right? And so uh, I just wonder if if you might respond to that call today. And we want to do that a little bit publicly. I could have done it with every eye closed and you put your hand up. But, but I actually think if, if you want to commit to following Jesus today, for this year, I, I'd actually really love you to stand to say, I'm going to follow Jesus this year. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to take his yoke upon me. And I'd like to pray blessing over that if you're willing to stand. So in these moments, there's no pressure, but if you want to accept that invitation that Jesus offers to follow him, I just invite you in this moment just, just to stand and we want to pray blessing over that. Is that cool? Let's do that now. Yeah, let's, let's pray. You might want to receive blessing, but, but let, let's pray Holy Spirit helps you to follow Jesus, that in those moments where you think about following something else or some other plan, that Holy Spirit would direct you again to keep following Jesus, to keep imitating. Holy Spirit, come right now. As people accept your invitation, Jesus, may you, Holy Spirit, equip them for them. May you help them. May you guide them. May you comfort God, we pray for transformed lives, lives that look more and more like you, Jesus, in our interactions. May this year we be more forgiving than we've ever been before. May we look more like you, Jesus. May we be more generous than we've ever been before. May we see those around us healed because that's what happened when you were around Jesus. I pray uh, your blessing. Father, we thank you for your call, Jesus, and we ask Holy Spirit that you help us. And we pray this in and through the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You guys can grab a seat again. But over the next few weeks, over the rest of January, we're going to look at what what it might mean. The fundamentals of following Jesus. The things that Jesus did that his disciples learnt while they were around him. So we're going to look at that over the next couple of weeks. I am on holidays for the next two weeks. Isn't that nice? I'm going to follow Jesus on holidays, yes. I've got a a lot of reading to do over the next two weeks. Um, But we have Jacob preaching next week, so come and listen to Jacob. He's he's going to, I'm sure, I love hearing Jacob preach. Uh, And the week after, Megan is going to, uh, bring the Word in two weeks' time. So uh, we know that there's there's something powerful about getting together as a church, about praising God, worshipping Jesus together, listening to His Word and being transformed by His Word. So please don't take January off from church. Come be together. Bless each other. Encourage each other. Uh, have a great week. Have a great couple of weeks. I won't see you, but have a great couple of weeks. Uh, And yeah, bless you. Love to see you next week.